All right, good to see everybody tonight, or this afternoon, whatever it is. I hope you're warm enough. Uh, Going to need you to listen up closely tonight as well as we uh, go through the program. A couple of reasons. One, because we're making some adjustments over the summer because obviously people are now away. Chris and I will be away for the next five and a half weeks in Salt Lake. So we're making adjustments to try and serve and help and bless and uh, give some variety. So make sure you listen up this week and every week to, uh, to what's happening. Um, we wanted to base tonight on something that is a simple fact, which is that we are six months now into our journey's queue, uh, as of yesterday. So I appreciate that, and uh, it's good, and I'm glad we're on the journey. But I want you to notice one or two things tonight that really I am basing, particularly my talks, I know Chris will have some things to share, and the material. The, the video that we just showed was all a matter of perspective. Really, it was just a bunch of cups filled with coloured water, which you would say, what's the significance of a plastic cup, and what's the significance of putting coloured water in that plastic cup? But you see, the whole concept of perspective changes everything. See, if, if I could name the greatest challenge in my life over the past few weeks, to, to probably Chris's suffering, um, but part of my journey, it's been one of perspective. Trying to get some perspective on what we see close up, but actually what the reality is when you step back and begin to get a wider picture. Because the truth is, without a correct perspective in life, and we could also say in spirituality, we invariably either are unable to read the situation because it's just plastic cups with coloured water, or we totally misread the situation because we can't see the bigger picture. What, what I like about that video that we showed is that when you stand back and see the bigger picture, you've actually got an image of a baby. What's interesting is if you notice the baby still has its umbilical cord attached, which would suggest the baby's actually still in the womb. And you all thought, oh, that's lovely, but you only thought it when you got the right perspective, okay? Some of you thought, we'll have a conversation, we're just, does it matter, it's just somebody filling cups. But when you get a perspective, the whole story totally changes. Now, perspective is always due to where you stand in relation to the object that you're viewing. What's also interesting about perspective, and I find this fascinating because in some ways it contradicts every way that I was brought up spiritually, is that the further back you stand, the more likely to, you are to gain a full and proper perspective. I was so close to everything and have been in my life many times so close to everything that the whole idea of stepping back to see what the bigger image and the bigger picture is has been quite a frightening thing. But you see, you can't get a full perspective unless you're prepared to stand back and take a look. And a lot of what we're doing in Q is perspective oriented. We're saying let's take a step back from what we thought we knew about ourselves, about life, about the universe, about spirituality, about God, Let, let's actually, instead of stepping towards it, let's step back from it because we might be able to see something that we could never see when we were close up. However, the clearer the perspective, here's the problem, the greater the responsibility. See, while ever it was just plastic cups and water, zero responsibility. 
Once it becomes a child approaching birth and life and humanity, the responsibility increases. So many of us are afraid to step back and get the right perspective because with it comes a responsibility that we might not want. The bigger picture is important. But perspective is also connected to awareness. So we're not just stepping back as an academic exercise, we're stepping back so that we can increase, increase our awareness of what is necessary when you step up. So you step back, it increases your perspective, you get a fresh sense of awareness and you step up and you begin to meet needs and meet your need in a way that is appropriate. In gaining sight of the bigger picture, we must not lose touch with the more immediate situation. So some, some in queue, and some of you are not here, will be watching this, I'm speaking to you also, have loved the idea we've stepped back and we've given a bigger perspective, but have lost touch with the more immediate situation. We still have to thrive and we still have to live and we still have to progress as a people, as a group, as a community, as much as setting people free to be individual and isolated and liberated, both things are critically important. And so I want to finish this little slot by reading you something I read a couple of months ago, because I think it's great. From the evangelical perspective, this will only be talking about heaven and the reality of God. But you see, I want you to step back, step back and see that what I'm about to read to you is a clever little piece of writing that gives us a kind of perspective that we all need to have. Here's what it says. In a mother's womb were two babies. One asked the other, do you believe in life after delivery? The other replied, why of course. There has to be something after delivery. Maybe we're here to prepare ourselves for what will be later. Nonsense, said the first, there is no life after delivery. What kind of life would that be? The second said, I don't know, but there will be more light than there is here. Maybe we will talk, walk with our legs and eat from our mouths. Maybe we will have other senses that we can't understand now. The first replied, that is absurd. Walking is impossible and eating with our mouths, ridiculous. The umbilical cord supplies nutrition and everything we need, but the umbilical cord is so short, life after delivery is to be logically excluded. The second insisted, well, I think there is something more. And maybe it's different than it is here. Maybe we won't need this physical cord anymore. The first replied, <coughs> nonsense. And moreover, if there is life, then why has no one ever come back from there? Delivery is the end of life. And in the after delivery, there is nothing but darkness and silence and oblivion. It takes us nowhere. Well, I don't know, said the second but certainly we will meet mother and she will take care of us. The first replied, mother? You actually believe in mother? That's laughable. If mother exists, then where is she now? The second said, she is all around us. We are surrounded by her. We are of her. It is in her that we live. Without her, this world would not and could not exist. Said the first, well, I don't see her, so it's only logical that she doesn't exist. To which the second replied, sometimes when you're in silence and you focus and you really listen, you can perceive her presence and you can hear her loving voice calling down from above. 
This is not a statement to prove the existence of the afterlife. My question is, what does this mean for you in the context of life? And what does this mean for Q? Because this is much of the conversation that would summarize the last six months of Q. Is there life after rock? Does there anything that exists? Does the God you're talking about really exist? Can't, don't we need to stay connected to the umbilical cord that we've always been connected to of certain aspects of our thought and religion and belief system? So this is what is happening to us. Our true fear is not of the unknown, but of the known coming to an end. Awesome. Can you see his hand in eight billion <laughs> different ways? There was a time in my life when I didn't. I'm being honest. Because, just hang on a second. I was taught that there was them and us. I was taught that God only um, was in those who believed on him. And there was very much a separation but aren't you glad that we've left that shore behind and uh, we're encountering some wonderful stuff. So as Anne said, it's six months uh, since we basically embarked on this journey. And uh, on Wednesday night this week, um, I just felt it was good to share with those that joined us uh, just some of the things that we've been learning. Because I'll tell you what, we have learned some awesome stuff. And I just want to encourage you with a, a little bit of a recap and also to say a big thank you because what we went from, um, you know, basically a, a sing-preach sandwich, um, we've now gone to something where it takes a lot of work and a lot of thought and uh, we are trying to speak in a language to reach those that we've been sent to reach. And that means that you can't do it all in the same way. And so we're making sure that we uh, really get down to, 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 you know, taking on this task. And I want to just thank the tech team. I want to thank Danny. I want to thank the music team. Everybody who has just worked hard to make this work. And, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where we go from here. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's not been uh, just plain sailing. We've hit some storms. We've, we've hit some difficulties. But at the same time, we are really open uh, to a very different uh, perspective, like uh, Anne said. So I'm going to read this, if that's okay, because I've only got a few minutes, and what I don't want to do is go down rabbit holes. I would prefer just to say what I want to say. So we embarked on a quest. We left the shores of our present reality in search of a new world because God was so much bigger than we had been led to believe. We left that which was no longer meaningful and what we no longer were to explore the open seas and what we've encountered has been enlightening and transforming. In the darkness, we have seen the stars. We have considered a bigger picture of which we are but a small part. But then on the other hand, we've wonderfully realised that we are, are all stars wrapped up in skin. We are all connected and even the idea of separation from God is only in our minds. What we seek the kingdom of God, is already inside of us. But if we don't figure that out, 
like the musk deer. Do you remember the musk deer? We might just kill ourselves following artificial light in the search of the divine glory that's already within. We learned that to get out of a rut, we had to interrupt the process in our minds, that we needed a game changer. We need to tell ourselves a different story. That. We are loved unconditionally. And the whole point of the gospel is our liberation from, from captivity. And when the odds are stacked against us, hope says the last word has not yet been spoken. And an unconventional rescue may just be one radical thought outside the box that will save the day. We learn that the kingdom of God is like a cat called Bob. A man with a telescope, which I do have to follow a rabbit trail just for one second. Do you understand that that video of the man with a telescope showing people the moon got us banned from Facebook? Was it Facebook? YouTube! Well, there you go. The price we've paid, we are banned. And that's why we can't often stream our stuff, because we got banned. All because of a blooming telescope looking at the moon. But... The kingdom of God is like, okay? Those everyday stories that we encounter, just like the parables Jesus used to get his point across. Jesus is our example of how we do church. Jesus sat on a hillside in the sun, just telling stories that allowed people to get a glimpse of his non-religious father, Abba, who included everyone in his unconditional love and introduced a way of life that if they lived it, would bring about a better world. We've learned that love looks very different to all of us. It's been shaped by our experiences and that we need to cultivate a grown-up love of being love rather than the childlike love that says, love me, love me, love me, or being loved. We have to be love. We were then invited to accept the call to go inward on, he, on a hero's journey. To never let a crisis go to waste. That every story has a moment when the hero feels all is lost. But this is where it really begins. The journey towards resurrection. Being humbled by our experiences rather than embittered. So we can all love and live out the best versions of ourselves. This is what you've been hearing. I hope it's resonating. I hope you're remembering. Oh, and I'm losing my page. Hang on a minute. Okay. Forgiveness is a lovely idea until we have something to forgive. Isn't that true? And finally, although we've had a lot more to say, but I've tried to keep it short. We were talking about Beemore Southgate. Now, I think that that's something that we need keeping in our minds all the time. Be more Southgate, that there are no unredeemable mistakes in my life. And we may not be able to change the past, but we can redeem the future. This is the ministry of Q Church, of which I am proud. We don't seek to manipulate by emotionally charged music or threatening teaching. We just hope to inspire and motivate you to make a choice to live in what we believe Jesus was talking about when he said, I have come that you might have life in all of its fullness. 
Now, each of you will have memories of moments of queue since January that have affected you deeply. However, this next clip speaks of who we are as a community. We want to be heroes of our time and rescue as many as we can from whatever bondages people are experiencing, whether religious, which is the one that concerns me the most, I'll be honest, psychological, mental and physical. And this is our prayer. Just one more, Lord. Isn't that amazing? I love what the little girl says. Mum, she's showing us that she's all free. Now, we've showed that just to give you a little bit of encouragement for the future. We know we've all been set free from a whole bunch of stuff, don't we? We know it, but often we don't display it. And what was amazing, that whale understood and it didn't just swim away, but it did something to express the freedom that it had been uh, launched into. And what I want to ask you guys is that you will create an atmosphere that is a display of that freedom here, not just out there, because the truth is, it is for freedom that we've been set free. So we've always said it's not about church attendance and etc., etc. But when we are here, Let's display that freedom in order that we'll create an environment so others uh, can get it too. Yes? Thanks very much. Today is supposed to be the day for Beth, who, uh, those of you who don't know, one of our staff members who we love very greatly, but she was being induced today to get rid of the bump. And uh, who knows, but maybe this very moment, she is giving birth. I'm sure she'll be delighted that she will not be giving birth to an adult. <laughs> because that's not how life works. It's not how the universe was designed. It's not how God works. It's not how God operates. It's not how spirituality functions. What will happen is Beth will give Beth, birth to a ba Beth, birth baby. Beth will give birth to a baby. Actually, hopefully that baby will not be too big because that might cause Beth even more discomfort than a small baby, but she will have a baby. Now, I want you to know something. Q is not an advanced adult version of the Rock of York. And if you've still got in your mind that somehow it's the Rock morphed into another thing that's a different level of maturity, you have misunderstood and are therefore misrepresenting the whole purpose of this. The vision of Q in my heart and the heart of us as a group of leaders and this house was to birth something that will grow to be able to facilitate what is necessary for the life that that being will have to deal with and face. Culture is changing, people are changing. What people feel about attendance at things, what people feel about gurus and heroes and preachers and pastors and churches is changing. And if you cannot grasp that, you will fail to facilitate and enable what needs to happen for a new generation. So we are not prepared to live in the bubble of religious institutionalization, even when that institutional has become very effective and very efficient and has some excellent stuff to it. We are trying to tread a path that says we want to redeem the future as we go on this path. Now I'm telling you that for this reason, that, that kids on those videos 
we're getting their hands on the makeup. I feel in these early stages of what we're doing, we're like a bunch of kids with our hands in the makeup. And sometimes it doesn't look as pretty as we had imagined. But like kids, we're getting the makeup out and saying, let's have a shot at this. And in all honesty, I, I don't know as the, um, as the propagator of the shifter queue, I don't know whether, whether we are still pregnant and trying to give birth to this thing. Sometimes I wonder or whether we actually have given birth to this thing. But if we have given birth to this thing, bear in mind it's only six months old. Tell me what your expectations would be of a six-month-old child. Very low, very little. Why? Because you're giving it space to enjoy the child, enjoy the environment. But here's what children do. They radically change the life of the parents. And they affect and impact the extended family because everybody becomes drawn into what is required for the child that you're trying to raise to be somebody and be something and have an impact upon the world, to be the best person it can possibly be. And we want you to be the best person you can be. And we want this place to be the best place it could possibly be. We want Q to be all that it was designed to be as a group of people who have undertaken to be on a quest. And that in that quest, we are not afraid of questions. What we're actually afraid of his answers. We're not afraid of questions and we want to engage with our community. We want to engage with the generation of our world as it develops. And for that, we need you. You might say, I'm not the parent of this thing, but you are the extended family, every one of you. You don't get an exemption because you say, oh, I'm only 17, 18, 19, 20, so it doesn't affect me. You're a brother, a sister, a cousin, an uncle, an aunt. You're involved in the extended family. And if this is going to have the full impact that we desire for it to have, that no one is left behind, inside or outside, because inside and outside are the same thing, then it's going to take all of the family to accomplish that to the highest level. It puts a responsibility on us as family to fulfill our responsibility to the child that we are trying to develop, because this has a place in our community and our society. And I want you to hold it dear to your hearts as we hold people dear to our hearts. And I believe that as we do that, we will be fulfilling what Jesus said when he said, I want the kingdom to come and I want what God wants to be done here on earth, right? Here on earth, like it is in heaven. Release the kingdom within you. Embrace that. And as a family, let's raise this six-month-old child. If it is six months or if it's not yet born, let's see it born and become what it needs to be. But as we give our hearts to this, I believe that we will do something that honours God and honours the kingdom and make sure that we don't leave anyone behind.